Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Literary Theory. I hope the music that is playing this time is actually able to be heard because last time it was so low you couldn't hear it, but I also hope that it is not too loud that it's distracting to me. Um, it is, I do have a little bit of a uh, Halloween lo-fi going. It was the first thing that popped up when I got onto YouTube. And while I'm not talking about like a skit, well, it's a murder mystery, so maybe it falls into the 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 um, the Halloween. I don't know what I'm saying, um, but yeah, I hope the music's not too um, it's not too distracting. Um, I'm gonna be picking at that the whole time. Now this one I know will probably go into an ad. Um, while I'm recording, so I'm going to keep a firm eye on that. And if you hear an ad while I'm talking, no, you didn't. Um, I'm your host, Alyssa, by the way. I didn't, um, say that before. I just went right into talking about the music. Um, but so let me try that again. Welcome back to The Literary Fairy, the second episode. Um, I'm your host, Alyssa, and today we are getting into the book review aspect of the show. Um, and I decided that since it is the last Thursday of October, which means it is basically Halloween, um, I would do something that's a little bit um, with the vibes of Halloween, um, but that is also kind of not. I mean, um, it's also one of my favorite books that I have read this year, if not my absolute favorite. I don't know. It's up there for sure. Um if you follow me on Instagram, you uh, would have already... Um, oh, I don't have my... Sorry, hold on. Please ignore the sound of the pages turning. <laughs> um, okay, there we go. Um, if you follow the Instagram or the Facebook page, you would have already gotten spoiled which book we are talking about today. But I will say it now, and then I will do the opening uh, show spoiler uh, disclaimer. The book that we are talking about today to kick off the book review... Uh, aspect of this show is the good girl's guide to murder or is it a good girl's guide to murder a good sorry um, it is a good girl's guide to murder by holly jackson it is the first in a trilogy i'm not sure if i'm going to continue with the trilogy or if i will do other books instead or i i haven't decided that just yet but it is the first book in a trilogy um and before we get into anything about the book, I will do the usual, uh, well, the usual, this is the first time I've done it, <laughs> um, but I will do the opening um, po uh, opening show spoiler disclaimer. God, what a tongue twister. Um, so here it is. This is, the, this is your first. You're going to get two spoiler warnings. This is your first. This show will contain spoilers for the book we are discussing. If you have any interest in reading today's book, I would advise you turn off the show now to avoid any and all spoilers. So there is your first spoiler warning. I'm going to give you a little bit of time before we go into the spoiler-free synopsis. Like, if you don't want to know anything about this book, nothing, period, um, I'm going to tell you right now, click off the show. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you about two two moments quick moment to do that i'm going to assume you've done it i'm assuming if you are here now you don't mind the spoiler free slash not too bad spoiler wise um 
talkings. <laughs> Before we get into the book as well, I will also read out the trigger warnings because I'm while I am not discussing it, um, besides the very obvious murder aspect, uh, while I will not be discussing all of the things trigger warning-wise, I do w just want to put that out there so that um, if you do find any interest in this book before we go into the deep spoilers um, of the novel, uh, I just want you to know what you're getting into, essentially. So, the trigger warnings are as such. We have the obvious murder. It is called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. It is talking about uh, the murder of or the murder slash seeming suicide of two teens. Um, that's not that's not really a spoiler. Sorry, <laughs> I had to like scratch. Um, that's not really a spoiler. That's kind of the bait, whatever. Um, so we have that one, the obvious trigger warning. There is also a trigger warning for animal death, sexual assault, and drug use. Um, I did not put the drug use one in the Instagram slash Facebook post because it was kind of hard to explain, but it is essentially like there is talks of like going to parties as these teenagers. So it's like underage drinking. Um, and there's also mentions of, um, as I said, one of the trigger warnings is sexual assault. So there is mentions of uh, roofies being used, people being uh, drugged and roofied. Um, no, I don't believe there's any... From what I remember, there's no deep detail, but I will, you know, just put that out there. So those are your trigger warnings. If any of that would make you uncomfortable or would trigger you, I would say um, probably pass on this book and especially pass on the sequel because um, there is more of the sexual, like, there's more spoken about the sexual assault aspect, I believe, in the sequel. So, um, but I won't say anything else about the sequel because we're not talking about the sequel. We're talking about the first one. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to the brief spoiler-free synopsis of the book. This was also posted to the Instagram and the Facebook pages, so you've probably already seen it. I did change it up a little bit for the Facebook page. This was my original uh, draft, I guess you could say, of what I wrote down. Um, I'm going to just adjust to make sure the music's not too loud. Um, brief spoiler-free synopsis. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Pippa Fitzamobi decides to do her senior project on the five-year-old closed case murder of Andy Bell by her boyfriend, Saul Singh. Except, did Saul actually kill her? That's what Pip intends to uncover with the help of Saul's little brother, Ravi. With a long list of suspects, it seems everyone has something to hide. And these genres, as I said already, it's a murder mystery, very obviously. But the genre this book falls under, it also falls under young adult, mystery, and thriller. Um, I would definitely say it leans more toward more. <laughs> I would definitely say it leans more towards um, young adult and mystery aspect more than the thriller. But that was the top three. Um, that was the top three genres that my app. Um, I have this app called Storygraph. We'll talk about it at some point. Um, that's the top three genres that it gave me, and so that's what I added. So if you like any of those genres, I would highly recommend the book. Um, I am still a sucker for the young adult genre. Um, I know people tend to kind of like, I don't know, once you get into like your, your 20s, especially your mid-20s like me, which by the way, ew, um, mid-twenties. Um, some people tend to think that you have to start giving up your, um, the things you liked when you were, like, 
a teenager or when you were in your early 20s, like people think that you're going to give up young adult books and you're going to start reading romances, which I did start shuffling to the more adult romances, but I still love a good young adult. Um, or like the big one for me is like people thought I would give up fan fiction in my 20s and I still write it and read it regularly. Um, that's something we'll talk about in a future episode. Um, but yeah, young adult novel, but it's definitely one I would recommend for all ages to read. It was a fantastic read, I personally think. Um, I'm going to do a breakdown of the two most main characters. Like, there's a lot of people in this book. Very obviously, it's a murder mystery. You're going to have the main characters, you're going to have the victims, and you're going to have the list of suspects. So there is a long list of characters. I'm not going to go in-depth on all of them. I did a more in-depth um, more in-depth description. <laughs> That's the word I'm thinking of. Um, I did a more in-depth subscription of description, subscription. My God, what am I doing here? I recorded a whole other show literally right before I did this, so my brain is like mush. Um, I did an in-depth description, description of the two most main characters in this book, and then I do have a list of the other characters. There's definitely people I left out. I actually had to Google <laughs> the main set of characters again because I basically forgot. I read this book, I think, March or April, I think, was when I read it. And there's still things that are fresh in my mind, but character names I tend, unless it's the like most main people, I tend to forget forget a lot of character names. So there's probably people I forgot, but I have the most main characters essentially. Um, so we'll start with Pippa or Pip for short, a very headstrong and stubborn character in the best possible ways. And I am reading some of this from what I've written down. I'll probably go on tangents knowing me. Um, uh, she sets her mind to finding Andy Bell's killer, and she won't let anyone dissuade her. If anything, she lets the vague threats motivate her way beyond where I would personally would have stopped, but we will go into more of that later. Um, and I compare her to a modern-day Nancy Drew. Because, like I said, this is a trilogy, and there is a spin-off novel that I think is, uh, from what I read, it takes place... Um, it's like a novella that takes place between books two and three, I think, or maybe books one and two. Um, I haven't read that one yet. I would like to. I'm probably going to get it and read it eventually because I did love the trilogy. But I could also easily see um, this becoming like a Nancy Drew type thing where there was plenty of books that it was just this young girl solving murders and uh, missing persons because that's what the second book's about. But we're not going to talk about that right now. Um but I do, I will also say though, um, in terms of the trilogy, I do think it was probably a better idea for them to stop at three books because the third book even I wasn't a big fan of. So I can't see how it could have gotten tired very quickly. But at the end of the day, I do believe that um, she's a modern day Nancy Drew. I think you could have made a couple more, they can make a couple more novellas if they want to. I'd be okay with it as long as it doesn't get too tired. <laughs> Um, so that's Pip. We're going to get into Ravi. I'm going to say there is one little spoiler about Ravi in his description, but it's nothing big to the actual actual plot. 
Um, so we have Ravi Singh, Sal's little brother, who has been haunted by his death and apparent murder of Andy Bell. He becomes Pippa's partner in crime, or in solving crimes, I guess. This is also what I've written down. After she interviews him first about Sal and Andy. It was so clear that Ravi, this is the spoiler. <laughs> it was so clear that Ravi and Pip were going to end up together, but not in a way that it took away from the actual plot. He was her sidekick, and that was the most important part to her. Because clearly, you know, 99% chance if you have a male, a female main character, and she becomes friends with a dude, they're going to get together. But Pip and Ravi, it did feel very, like, organic, and it was not, like, the forefront of the novel when they did kind of start very obviously developing feelings for one another because I tend to feel like you get novels where it's like there's an actual plot going on and then all of a sudden the love interest comes in and the entire plot is just gone it's just all about the love interest and then it's like oh hey by the way here's a plot that was going on this is not that this is Pip and Ravi are crime solving partners first and foremost and then eventually love interests but not super super like head-on love interests like not like not super out there not that i don't know how to describe it anyway pip and ravi that's our two main characters they're fantastic i love pip to death i think ravi ravi i think ravi was a fantastic um uh sidekick character oh sorry the lo-fi video i have on there's a, a little cat in a little pumpkin suit anyway um, one of my friends who also read this said that he thought Ravi was going to be the killer. I never personally got that, um, got that, uh, feeling about him. Um, but, you know, it is a murder mystery. Everybody's a suspect. Even, even where we are told in the book that Saul was probably the murderer, everybody's a suspect. Um, so let's get into the side character or the list of other characters, whatever you want to call it. Um, like I said, it's a bit of a long list because um, it is a murder mystery. Uh, and I do have just a brief like who they are written to the side. So we have Andy Bell and Sal Singh, the victims. Uh, Andy's backstory gets a lot more attention than Sal's. Um, and this rings true for the entire trilogy. You kind of, you do learn some about Sal um through i think it's in the second book through something like a speech that his dad gives but andy is kind of the main focus of the trilogy in a way so you do learn a lot more about andy throughout this trilogy than you will learn about saul um next you have max hastings naomi ward i almost said naomi watts <laughs> max hastings naomi ward and natalie da silva that is saul and andy's fr uh, group of friends um i think there is somebody I'm missing here that I couldn't remember his name and I couldn't find it online. Um, there was another person who wasn't Natalie because Natalie, Natalie is, it's, it's, um, it's hard to explain Natalie, um, without giving too much away right now. Um, but there was another person that I can't remember his name in that friend group. And if I remember it, I will bring it up in a future episode. Um, but that's Saul and Andy's group of friends. Um, they are, uh, well, they were Saul's alibi, and then they take it away from him. That's a whole, we're not going to talk about that. Um, and then we have Kara Ward and Lauren Gibson. That is Pip's friends. Kara is also Naomi's sister. So there's a little bit of a connection there between uh, Pip and Naomi and slash Andy and Saul. 
Um, there is another group of guys that they were friends with, but they are not um, too heavy in the story. Not in this one anyway, I found. So I didn't really write them down. I do know one of them is Jordan because eventually Jordan and Lauren start dating, I'm pretty sure. So that's the only that's the only thing from this group of guys that's stuck in my brain. Uh, moving on from Pip's friends, we have Elliot Ward, who is Cora, uh, Cora, who is Kara and Naomi's dad. And then we have Andy's family. We have Jason Bell, her dad, Don Bell, uh, her mother, and Becca Bell, her sister. Now, this is your second spoiler warning. This is where we are getting deep into the spoilers. I will be revealing everything here. Um, so if you don't want to hear anything, if you want to read the book, if you don't want any deep, deep spoilers, turn off the show now right this second let's get into it we are starting with the twist the twist that is the killers no well no well not killers it was one killer but it was one that we thought was a killer so there's a mention in the book um that andy had a quote-unquote older boyfriend that she was i think potentially cheating on saul with or it was somebody from before saul um, and I knew very early on when it was revealed that uh, Elliot Ward and Andy had a connection that he was going to be her older boyfriend, but I did not uh, fully expect him. If you hear the page turning, this is me reading. <laughs> I didn't fully expect that he would be involved with her murder. Um, Pip goes to Elliot's house or like an old house that Elliot owned that he still owned, but it was like vacated, like they didn't live there anymore. Uh, Pip goes to that house and goes up to Elliot's attic and they, and like, Elliot's like, yeah, okay, I didn't kill her, but this is what happened that night. We got into a, um, we got, excuse me, we went, we got into an argument. I pushed her. She hit her head. I tried to, um, get her help, but she left and I went looking for her and Elliot tells Pip, he's like, um, I found her. I was afraid of what she would do if uh, I brought her to the hospital or if I got her the proper care and I told her like she could leave. I was scared of what she was going to say. So I kidnapped her and I put her in my attic. And that's where she's been for the five years. And I was like, I thought this was going to be a very hard left turn in the book that we were not going to expect and part of me a weird part of me kind of wished that the person in the attic was actually andy bell because it was not it was uh someone who kind of looked like andy who um oh my god am i already getting close for time we're 18 minutes shoot i might not be able to do all of what i'm reading here um it was not andy bell it was somebody else that he took up off the streets and kind of groomed to become Andy because when Pippa finds this person she's like oh my god Andy and the girl's like yeah I am Andy and then Pippa's like but it wasn't um but I thought that would add a layer of like tragedy to Saul's death it was like oh somebody killed him to frame him for Andy's death but he didn't actually like she wasn't actually dead and so he you know I kind of wanted that but that's not what it was, because there's a second twist of who the actual killer was, and it was Andy's sister, Becca. And I, Becca was not even really a big suspect on Pip's list, so when it was revealed to be Becca, I lost. I was like, I didn't even see this coming. I was like, everybody else that it could have been, I was like, yeah, they, they're probably the killer. But when it was Becca, I was like, 
Um, fantastic twist, I think, because I did not expect, like I said, I didn't expect Elliot to be involved with Beck, with uh, Andy's murder. And I mean, he kind of was, kind of wasn't, because she went back to her house with her head wound and ran into Becca, and they got into an argument. And Becca pushed Andy, and Andy kind of, with her head wound, kind of like convulsed and died. And, and Becca didn't do anything about it. So it was a joint effort, <laughs> but it was a good twist. I thought it was a fantastic twist. Um, I want to get into one more thing before. Oh goodness gracious! Hold on. Okay, I had to pause for a second there, so I don't know if this is going to make sense. <laughs> um, I want to get into one more thing, and then probably we'll have to end the show, so I won't get to talk about everything I want to talk about. But the one thing that I said I would talk about later um, in in terms of Pip's um, threats, and I will put, once again, a warning here for animal death. Um, one of the threats that Pip gets is that she has this dog named Barney. She takes Barney out for a walk. She lets him off his leash just to run ahead of her. And then he comes back like it's a usual thing that happens. Um, and then um, Barney gets taken and is threatened essentially like, you know, give up what you're doing and I'll give your dog back. And she doesn't give it up and she doesn't get her dog back. Um, and personally, being somebody who loves pets... I know that she was, she's just trying to uncover who actually killed Andy or she wants to know if it was actually Saul or, you know, I understand she was very dedicated to doing this and even like, it was like her school project. So you could say like, oh, this was for my senior project. I needed to get, actually, I don't know if it was a senior project. It might've been a junior project, um, but she needed to get it done. You know, you could argue that. But when a dog or a pet is involved, no. <laughs> if somebody were to take my pet and they were like, you're looking into this murder, stop it or you're not getting your dog back, you're not getting your pet back. Okay, Gucci, sure, cool. I'm stopping, give me my pet back. Cause then like, th she doesn't get her dog back and then she feels very guilty about it. And she does solve the murder, but at what cost? Um. So that's my opinion there. She should not, she should, like, she should, maybe that's just me. Maybe I am weak. Um, and then real quick, I also just want to say the structure of the novel was fantastic to me because it wasn't just written as a normal novel. It was also written like um, you get, instead of getting an exposition dump from Pip every time she interviews someone or instead of getting like a long chapter where it's just the back and forth, it's fully a written out transcript, like kind of like a script of her uh, interviews with people and you get her entries where she's like writing down what she's found uh, in the next book I don't think they did it in the first one but in the next book they include pictures and visual um, clues with the case that she's on and I think that's fantastic because I think that's great for people who may not be like your normal writers or readers or like might not be strong readers like it'll be easier for them to read um, and get, and get through it instead of just, like I said, like an exposition dump or you get these long chapters of her interviewing people because there's a lot of interviews. Um, so yeah, structure of the novel, fantastic. The twist was great. The dog was the only thing I didn't agree with. Um, and my final review for you guys, uh, is that this book is five stars, keeps you on the edge of your seat and makes you not want to put the book down. 
because literally I was recording the outlet hour while I was reading this book and I would like let songs play and they would end and I'd be like, I don't want to record what I have to say. I want to read more. Um, but yeah, that is our first official book review for the literary fairy. Um, that was A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. Would highly recommend reading it. Um, I would recommend continuing with the trilogy. I don't know if I will review-wise just yet. I might. Who knows? Um, but like I said, the last book is not the strongest. So <laughs> just be mindful of that. So now that we've gotten to the end of the review, I will do um, a quick plug of my other two radio shows and the social media for this um for this show, and then we will be along on our way. So I have two other radio shows. The first one is uh, Tuesdays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. It is called The Outlet Hour. I host it with my friend Terry. It's a variety of music, talking points, etc., etc., um, variety of genres and whatnot. Um, and then I have The Great Canadian Power Hour, which is every Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. It is a full hour of Canadian talking points, Canadian music, and so on. It is all right here on CHMR. Uh, if you really like hearing me talk, you can hear me back to back to back because you get me on Tuesdays in the evenings, you get me on Wednesdays in the evenings, and you get me Thursdays in the mornings. It is, I'm going to take over this radio station. Um, on top, uh, and then, where am I going? Sorry. Social media, that's where I was trying to go. Um, I've mentioned the uh, Instagram and the Facebook page a lot this episode. I would highly recommend following both. I'm going to be posting little graphics um, every Monday before the shows to say what book we're reading or what we're going to be talking about. Um, the way I did it this week was I posted like the book, the synopsis that I read for you guys, and then I posted trigger warnings, genres, and my rating of it of out of five stars. Um, that's what I'm going to do going forward, so I would recommend following those two social medias. We have the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the literary fairy chmr, and then the Instagram page is at the literary underscore fairy. Um, and yeah, if you follow those and you want me to talk about any book or anything that's coming up, like um, the there's a book coming out next Tuesday that it is based on Eddie Munson. Well, no, not based on. It is about Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. Um, it is 110% my most anticipated book of 2023, and I will be buying it the day it releases, and I will probably read it with enough time to talk about it on the next literary fairy in two weeks time so you know if there's anything like that you want me to talk about you can hit me up in the dms of my instagram and facebook page once again facebook.com slash the literary fairy chmr and at the literary underscore fairy on instagram thank you guys for tuning in i will see you all in two weeks time ending a little bit early but i have nothing else to talk about to fill this time slot so we will see you guys in two weeks and uh yeah Check me out on my other radio shows if you want to, and I'll see you then. Bye.